when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling sad, when you're angry, your mind wants to find a reason for it. Your mind wants to go and search for things that prove that feeling to have justification. When we do that, we get into a negative spiral of momentum. It just builds and builds and perpetuates. And we don't realize that by playing into the story of the feeling, by creating narratives around that feeling unconsciously, we are creating the world that lies around us in an unconscious representation. When you know that you are not your thoughts, you are not your feelings, and you are not your mind, you know that you have more conscious power and awareness to overcome those things and not let your life be controlled by them. It's about allowing yourself to not hold on to things that you don't need anymore and knowing that you have all the power, you have all the ability to wake yourself up. It's an ownership. It is a ability to take up space, own your space, connect to your space and know that your space is yours and that you cannot let in anything that you don't want in. But you're awakening already, right? It's already happening. That's why you're here and why you're listening. Nothing is broken in your world. Nothing needs to be changed. Nothing needs to be different. And yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal. What I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. I am Vanessa Fontana. I'm your host. If you're new here, Figuring Shit Out is a collective undertaking of self-help, coming of age, and finding and healing yourself in a world of flux. It is meant to help you deepen and expand the most important relationship you'll ever have, that with yourself. It is built upon the premise that if you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, you don't have a life, you have an act. So it is meant to help you empower yourself in the journey of truly living your life, healing yourself, and connecting to the experiences as they unfold around you and enjoying the journey of figuring shit out. If you're a frequent listener of figuring shit out, please make sure that you rate the podcast on whatever streaming platform that you're listening on. If you haven't already, be sure to follow the figuring shit out Instagram, which is down below where I post updates on figuring shit out. Many, many, many updates are coming as we get into the new year. So make sure that you are connected to that as the community opens and expands and new things come, which I'm so excited to share with you very, very soon. My personal Instagram is also linked down below and my TikTok where I post similar content as well as my YouTube channel which I've been posting on a little bit more little snippets of the podcast and writings that I have created and spoken and created videos associated with. If you like this episode please let me know. Leave me a comment in the what did you think about the episode that is below or let me know how you felt about any other episodes, how you feel about figuring shit out. Feel free to reach out to me, DM me. I love talking to you guys. I love hearing your words and your wisdom and sharing this experience with you and I thank you so much for listening and I thank you so much for being part of figuring shit out with me alongside me it's so amazing it's so cool I'm so grateful I'm so happy ah okay into the episode this episode's going to cover how to get out of a funk and I think that we all need a step-by-step guide sometimes. We all just need some words of wisdom and an empowerment to know that when we're in a funk, we're not going to be there forever and that we can get out of it as soon as we decide that it's time. This is very fresh for me because this morning I was in a funk and this afternoon as I'm recording this, I am out of the funk. And 
the process of which I was allowed to get myself out of it was a really grounded experience of knowing that while I didn't choose to wake up on the wrong side of the bed, I do choose how my day unfolds. I do choose whether or not I let myself perpetuate that. And I caught myself pretty early. And I think that part of being in a funk is knowing that you're in it. Part of being in a bad mood is knowing that you're in a bad mood. Part of having negative thoughts and negative experiences manifest and unfold in your life based on those negative thoughts is simply the wisdom of knowing that you are powerful. Your energy is powerful. Your words are powerful. Your being is powerful. And you are much more powerful than any state of mind that you find yourself in, any thoughts you find yourself thinking, and that you don't have to listen to them. There's a consciousness within us that goes beyond and above any place that we find ourselves in that feels really stuck and stagnant. And the way out of that is not to think. It's not to think yourself out of it. It's not to figure yourself out of it. You can't figure shit out. Remember, you're going to be figuring shit out forever. It's about creating space to allow it to be felt, to surrender to it, and to allow the experience to leave you by true knowing of the power that your consciousness holds. So this morning I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I woke up and I was anxious and in a panic. Um, my dad is coming to the city and that always kind of stresses me out, um, you know, to have your parents around you and, you know, what that may bring up. And um, I'm, you know, very excited to see him. But at the same time, I woke up in this way of, I need to get all of these things done before he arrives because when he's here, I'm not going to have the space to do that. And I woke up in just a string of anxious thoughts, thoughts that weren't aligned with who I wanted to be today, how I wanted to feel today. I just woke up and they were there. This morning when I woke up, I was at my boyfriend's house. And so I very abruptly left and was just like, I need to go home right now. And I caught myself as I left and as I got in the Uber home, I decided to take an Uber. The train was not happening this morning. I felt what was happening in my body. I felt the anxiety. I felt the panic. I felt all of it kind of culminate and come up and, you know, tears start to form. All of those things that happen when you're in that anxious headspace. And I let myself just kind of sit there for a second. And then I noticed that I was looking out the window and looking at the city and looking at life unfold and it was really pretty outside and we're on the west side highway and you can see the skyline of the city and I noticed that I stopped thinking about the things I was anxious about. There was like a space that had been created while I was looking out into the window and I noticed that I wasn't feeling that anxiety anymore and immediately when I noticed that, my mind, the funny little creature that she is, went directly back to wanting to think about it, wanting to perpetuate it, wanting to solve it. And I had a moment of literally just sitting there and watching my mind's antics. And this is what they mean by you are not your mind. Your mind is going to do what your mind does. It is going to process information, solve problems. It is going to think. It is going to have many, many, many things ongoing all the time. Your mind is filled with thoughts that may not even be yours. And we don't actually have to listen to all of those thoughts. We don't actually have to be controlled by all of them. Only if 
we know that we are not our mind. I'm going to read something from my spiritual awakening book that I come back to time and time again, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. This was the book that woke me up and changed my life, and I can't recommend it enough, but at the same time, I think everyone has that book that spoke to them, and it's all different ways that language appeals to you, and this was mine. And the podcast itself has really been modeled almost after the power of now because it is something that I've taken with me into my life and always come back to. I'm going to read um, some things that Eckhart Tolle has said that will kind of help you conceptualize this idea that you are not your mind. One night, not long after my 29th birthday, I woke up in the early hours with a feeling of absolute dread. I had woken up with such a feeling many times before, but this time it was more intense than it had ever been. The silence of the night, the vague outlines of the furniture in the dark room, the distant noise of a passing train, everything felt so alien, so hostile, and so utterly meaningless that it created in me a deep loathing of the world. The most lonesome thing, however, was my own existence. What was the point in continuing to live with this burden of misery? Why was I carrying on with this continuous struggle? I cannot live with myself any longer. This was the thought that kept repeating itself in my mind. Then suddenly I became aware of what a peculiar thought it was. Am I one or two? If I cannot live with myself, there must be two of me. The I and the self that I cannot live with. Maybe, I thought, only one of them is real. I was so stunned by this strange realization that my mind stopped. I was fully conscious, but there was no more thoughts, and then I felt drawn into what seemed like a vortex of energy. It was a slow movement at first and then accelerated. I was gripped by an intense fear, and my body started to shake. I heard the words, resist nothing, as if spoken inside my chest. I could feel myself being sucked into a void. It felt as if the void was inside myself rather than outside, and suddenly there was no more fear, and I let myself fall into that void. When someone goes to the doctor and says, I hear a voice in my head, he or she will most likely be sent to a psychiatrist. The fact is that, in a very similar way, virtually everyone hears a voice or several voices in their head all the time. The involuntary thought process is that you don't realize you have the power to stop. Continuous monologues or dialogues. You've probably come across mad people in the street incessantly talking or muttering to themselves. Well, that's not so different from what you do and all other normal people do, except that you just don't do it out loud. The voice comments and speculates and judges and compares, complains, likes, dislikes, and so on. The voice isn't necessarily relevant to the situation you find yourself in at the time. It may be reviving the recent or distant past or rehearsing or imagining possible future situations. Here it often imagines things going wrong and negative outcomes. This is called worry. Sometimes the soundtrack is accompanied by visual images or mental movies. Even if the voice is relevant to the situation at hand, it will interpret it in terms of the past. This is because the voice belongs to your conditioned mind, which is the result of all your past history, as well as the collective cultural mindset you inherited. So you see and judge the present through the eyes of the past and get a totally distorted view of it. It is not uncommon for the voice to be a person's worst enemy. Many people live with a tormentor in their head that continuously attacks them and punishes them, draining them of vital energy. It is the cause of untold misery and unhappiness as well as disease. But the good news is that you can free yourself from your mind. This is the only true liberation. You can take the first step right now. Start listening to the voice in your head as often as you can. Pay particular attention to any repetitive thought patterns. Those old gramophone records that have been playing in your head perhaps for many years. This is what I mean by watching the thinker, which is another way of saying listen to the voice in your head and be there as the witnessing presence. When you listen, listen impartially.
That is to say, do not judge. Do not judge or condemn what you hear, for doing so would mean that the same voice has come in through the back door. You'll soon realize there is the voice, and here I am listening to it, watching it. This I am realization, this sense of your own presence, is not a thought. It arises from beyond the mind. Your mind is an instrument, a tool. It is there to be used for a specific task, and when that task is completed, you lay it down. As it is, I would say about 80 to 90% of most people's thinking is not only repetitive and useless, but because of its dysfunctional and often negative nature, much of it is also harmful. Observe your mind and you will find this to be true. It causes a serious leakage of vital energy. So that part of the book, I feel, stayed with me for so long. And this is also a really big part of a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael J. Singer. It's almost in any spiritual book or metaphysical book or self-help book you will ever find is that you are not your mind. And that is the first step to consciousness is realizing that the thoughts in your head you don't have to listen to. They are programs. They are conditions. And the way that you break out of them, the way that you create a new life, the way that you get out of a funk is by realizing that you are allowed to be a witness to them. And by being a witness to them, you take away all of their power to control you. So something else that I've learned from this book, The Power of Now, is when something is happening inside of your body, you're anxious. To say something like, I am anxious, I am sad, I am upset, is a complete identification with that state of being, with that thought pattern that has now created an emotional reaction in your body. So instead of saying, I am sad, I am anxious, I am confused, you say, there is sadness in me. There is anxiety in me. There is confusion in me. It has a space that's being held by you, but it is not you. It's a powerful, powerful distinction to make that you are not your mind. And the untethered soul talks about the mind as a roommate. Imagine you had a roommate that would criticize you and judge you and never stopped talking to you and never let you alone and never let you have peace. And that roommate lived inside of your house and knocked on your door every day and just bursted in with all of these incessant worries and fears and clouded your entire landscape with those judgments and conditions and things, you would kick that roommate out of your house. You would not sign another lease with that roommate. But the thing is, that roommate is your mind. That roommate is the voice in your head. You live with that every day and you tolerate it and you believe it. And this is the power of consciousness is that you don't have to believe it. You can listen and witness it and watch it and see it and actually watch as it fades and realize how funny it is, how funny your mind is that it wants to suffer and everything that you've been conditioned and told to create a prolonged sense of worry and suffering is false. It's all false. You don't need to think your way out of anything and you never will think your way out of anything. So this morning, as I sat in the Uber, watching my mind start to come up with new reasons to continue feeling anxiety, I just watched it. I did exactly that. I watched as it would try and find things and I objectified it and said to myself, this is really funny. I am addicted to suffering. I am addicted to this feeling of needing reasons to justify what I'm feeling instead of just allowing it to be there and pass. 
And so it was really interesting to have that moment of consciousness. And I think that it came from having several days where I felt like my heart was very open and I felt like I was living very consciously. And then this morning I woke up with this sense of unconscious panic and I almost allowed it to sweep me away. It was very obvious to me that this is just the mind's game. This is just a game that I don't need to play. But for a good 10 minutes, I played into it before I woke up and brought that consciousness to me. So I get home and I started doing a few things and I could still feel that anxiety within me. I can still feel all of those things happen in my body. I woke up with this anxiety and I just knew that this is not what I want to take into today with. This is not who I want to show up as today. This is not what I want to be today. And so I wrote in my journal... Let's use this morning as an example of what to do in crisis mode and how to get back to center. And then I wrote about what I felt. And I said, I feel scattered, overwhelmed, and anxious. I wrote about what I was feeling in the moment. And I allowed myself to have that honoring moment of not denying it, not trying to get rid of it, but simply just feeling it. But knowing that I had the power to change that if I wanted to. And so here's the first step to getting out of a funk, getting out of a bad headspace is honoring yourself, honoring what's happening in your body without the associated stories that your brain is telling you. Because when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling sad, when you're angry, your mind wants to find a reason for it. Your mind wants to go and search for things that prove that feeling to have justification. And so when we do that, we get into a negative spiral of momentum. It just builds and builds and perpetuates. And we don't realize that by playing into the story of the feeling by creating narratives around that feeling unconsciously, we are creating the world that lies around us in an unconscious representation of everything that we are feeling in our body that we want to justify. But instead, it's okay to just let it be there. It's okay to just let yourself have the thoughts that you're having, even though they're negative. It's okay to let yourself have the feelings that you're having because when you know that you are not your thoughts, you are not your feelings, and you are not your mind, you know that you have more conscious power and awareness to overcome those things and not let your life be controlled by them. After I let myself have that moment of honoring everything, I have a practice of clearing and grounding my energy, and it goes something like this. I have a very sacred space in my room. It is right by my window, and it's a little altar with all of the things that make me feel connected to divinity on it. Um, And I sit at that altar almost every single morning. I meditate there. I try to keep that space very clean. I try to keep it beautiful so that when I look at it, I can feel the connectedness to that clarity of consciousness. I always have live pretty flowers on it that I really try to not let die on the altar. I have my stones and my incense and my Palo Santo and the books that I like to read when I feel disconnected. I have a journal very specifically there just to talk to the universe and to my angels and all of the things that I feel very connected to and what has brought me peace. And so I sat there this morning, I let myself feel what I was feeling, and then I lit some incense and Palo Santo, and I said a prayer. Now, this might deter some people who are not so closely connected to the spiritual aspect of everything, but it is a big part of my life, my journey, and the figuring shit out of it all is that we are all connected in this multidimensional existence. And so I said a prayer to St. Michael, um, Archangel Michael, who is the protector. He is the 
guardian. He is the cleanser and the breaker of all negative energy. And so I said the St. Michael's prayer and I lit Palo Santo and I actually have incense that is St. Michael incense. So I lit it and I felt connected to that energy of protection and of clarity and this is what I do but if you are going to try something like this I just suggest that you allow yourself to one feel what you're feeling honor it disconnect from the stories in your mind and then do whatever it is that you do to give yourself the clarity of consciousness and connectedness when our minds are going 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 and when we are in that space of negativity in that funk we have so much that we're holding so much that we're carrying so much that is unnecessary to be in us in our bodies and our minds and whatever it is that you do to give yourself space in order to let those things leave you it is really important that you do that and the recommendation that i have is that you allow space to be opened if you've been wanting to learn a new language, connect with your family heritage, Rosetta Stone might be perfect for you. It is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop or as an app, and it is truly immersive in the language you want to learn. It's been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, with fast language acquisition and speech recognition as a built-in feature to give you feedback on your pronunciation like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. And for a limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. And that comes from creating it, from allowing yourself to have space, from knowing that you are not a slave to your mind and you're not a slave to your conditions. And at any moment, it's just maybe a few deep cleansing breaths. Maybe you're calling in whatever you feel can protect you and give you light and space and energy to feel and to release. So what I do is, you know, I call in St. Michael, I open my window, I always open my window and I light the Palo Santo and the incense and I wave it all around myself. I wave it all around all of the energy centers of my body. I focus really deeply on how I'm feeling in my body, in my heart space, particularly in my power center, in my root. Am I grounded to the earth or am I living in my head? And I kind of get an assessment of where the energy is. And then I ask it to be cleansed and I just imagine water flowing all over me flowing all over from the top of my head all the way down to my feet throughout my entire body and then through my feet into the earth like it's a cleansing and a grounding and as the smoke kind of flows about and clears that energy and as I feel connected to clarity I imagine all of the smoke coming up and out and leaving right out my open window. And so I vocally ask and call for any stagnant energy, any negative energy, any energy that is not mine, anything that I'm holding on to, anything that I'm gripping on to, to just leave me, 
to allow it to be left. I ask it very nicely to go and to have its space out into the world to be transmuted into something else, something better, something more, but that it is no longer attached to me. It's no longer connected to me. And this helps me to feel really grounded in my center and my being. And I do this for as long as I need to. This morning, I did it for maybe 20 minutes. I really cleared my entire space and center. And I allow my body to feel what it feels. And I allow myself to move, too, which is a really powerful thing. I was clearing my energy, connecting to that clarity, asking for protection. And I got to my heart. And I noticed that there was so much tightness in my heart that I just couldn't help but move my body. I literally started like flailing my arms around and just like getting the energy out like I needed to move it. And so I just started to kind of like let myself shake and let myself move. And it honestly sounds so like ridiculous. But at the same time, I think the things that people call cringe or embarrassing, like who cares? Who gives a fuck? Like whatever helps you to kind of allow yourself to move through things and ground yourself, that is power. And it is powerful to not fall into the assumption of being embarrassed when you're just alone in your room and you can do anything and be your most clean, pure, authentic self. Let yourself feel all of the ugliness. Let that ugliness just leave you in whatever way, shape, or form it takes and feel that authenticity and connection to yourself as you honor it. And it's really something that breeds a beautiful relationship and connection to yourself as well. After I felt like my energy was cleared and I felt that everything was out of me, I asked for a warm blanket of protection from the universe, from St. Michael. I asked that I was surrounded, my aura was surrounded with a white light protection, a bubble that no one could penetrate and that any ill will, any negative energy that may be projected at me is just ricocheted. It does not come in. Nothing is allowed in my space or in my center. This is a protected area and I am grounded in the knowing that it is mine. It's an ownership. It is a ability to take up space, own your space, connect to your space and know that your space is yours and that you cannot let in anything that you don't want in. And it is that grounding ability that gives you the breath to move forward and then change. You can't be in a state of discomfort and just immediately become comfortable. You can't just say, this is not what I want. I'm going to do something different right now and completely change the way that I feel because it's not that simple. It's not that easy. You have to allow yourself to go through it. The only way out is through. And this is a very, very small example of something that I did this morning when I felt a sense of anxiety as soon as I woke up. But sometimes you're in a funk for weeks. Sometimes you're in a funk for months. Sometimes you are in a place of discomfort for a long period of time. And this practice can be really expanded into a longer journey of how long does it take for you to feel what you need to feel in order for it to leave? How much time 
do you want to spend clearing your energy and letting things go? And this is almost like a fast track guide for just kind of getting yourself together and ready when you notice that you have opened yourself to some anxiety or some negativity and it's gotten in. But if you've been there for a long time, it's about having the patience with yourself to know that you don't need to get out of it really quickly, but that anytime you decide to raise your consciousness high enough to know that you are not your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, or the state that you are in, the more power that you have to move forward. And it's all about creating that movement, that movement so that you don't feel stuck and you know that you are never stuck. After I felt like my energy was cleared and I was protected and I called that in, I then asked myself, who do I want to be today? How do I want to show up today? What do I want and how do I want to feel? And after having that cleansed palette of knowing that I felt what I needed to, I allowed it to leave me, I felt protected, then I felt strong enough to continue forth and continue deciding because sometimes you clear your energy and it just gets right back in. Sometimes you got to shift a little bit and I knew that I needed a shift. What is it that I actually want? Let me tune into that. Let me tap into that. And so I mind dumped everything that would be my ideal for the day. How do I want to feel? What is actually something that I want to bring in today instead of just being an object to my mind or an object to the ongoing narratives that I have just broken out of? Like what narrative do I want to create today? And I wrote how I wanted to feel. And then I asked myself, who is this person who shows up to feel this way? Who is this person who prioritizes themselves and their peace enough to hold space for it throughout the entire day? Who is this person who is open enough to be present, be grounded, be centered, allow spontaneity to occur, allow beautiful things to happen, allow receiving to take place. And this goes back to episode 24, which was a guide to identifying limiting beliefs, breaking patterns, and creating a new self-concept. And I highly recommend that episode. I loved creating that episode. And there's going to be guidebooks associated with that episode very soon in the new the new year, the new relaunch of figuring shit out. I'm really excited to share all of those things with you guys. But this episode was all about how, you know, manifestation is really the ability to magnetize what we believe we deserve. And if you do not believe that you deserve to feel good, then no matter how often you tell yourself that you want to feel good, if you don't believe that you're worthy of it or deserving of it, then it's going to continuously be a cycle of try, try, try and hitting a bottom time and time again. But how we tell ourselves that we are worthy is through our actions, through the way we live our lives, through the way we spend our time, through the way that we talk to ourselves and getting into alignment with the version of ourselves that we want to be is all about finding harmony. It's all about making a commitment and sticking to it and giving yourself enough space to allow your behaviors, your actions to be consistent with who you want to be, how you want to feel, and then showing up as that person. And sometimes you have to create an alter ego and step into that if you don't feel as connected to it in that moment. And that's exactly what I did this morning. I thought about 
the version of myself that I wanted to be. I thought about the elements of that person who I wanted to show up as. I thought about the strength that I wanted to take with me into the world today and the light that I wanted to take into the world with me today, the light that I wanted to feel and the light that I wanted to bring onto everyone who I interact with today. And I took the space and time to really, really sit and think about that. And I actually have a ring and this is a black obsidian ring, which is a grounding stone and I wear it often, but I took the ring off and I let the incense that I had light before kind of flow over it. And I imagined this version of myself after I had written what I wanted, how I wanted to feel, and I held the ring as I did, and then I put it back on. And as I put it back on, that was my shift. That was my code switch. That was my, okay, I'm in this new place. This is who I am. This is who I'm stepping into. And I allowed myself to feel the becoming of that version and allowing the old things that I was carrying with me when I woke up to really truly leave by entering that new space, that new shift, that new dimension that I had the power to create and that you have the power to create at any time. And then afterwards, to top it all off, I did a meditation, a visualization meditation um, that I have come back to time and time again, which really allows that whole full circle of everything, really sitting with the process that had just unfolded, sitting with all that I was bringing in and allowing myself the patience to really get into a space of receiving what it is that I wanted. And so to summarize all of this, getting out of a funk and getting out of a negative headspace is all about knowing that all you need to do in those moments is disidentify from the stories you're telling yourself. Allow those things, the space to leave you. Clear your energy, clear your center, reclaim your power in whatever way that means to you. Create a sacred and special connection with yourself and with what is outside of you so that you can call upon it when you need help and guidance and power and visualize the version of yourself that you want to be instead of focusing on everything that you need to be better at or things that you need to fix. It's shifting your mindset from that lack to what it is that you want and allowing yourself the space to get there and bring it in. And sometimes, as I said, this is a much longer process than a one-hour ritual in the morning. But if it's a quick easy thing that you can do to just get yourself prepared and ready for the day, then that is what it is. And you can do all of the other work and the unfolding outside of it. But it's about knowing that every day you step into this world and you take with you energy, you take with you magic, you take with you beautiful ability to create and to receive. And we miss out on so many opportunities sometimes by being so stuck in our heads and by living in a land of the narratives that we tell ourselves and the narratives that have been told to us, believing that that is what we need to follow, believing the conditions around us and believing that those things are our fated destiny when really we are the ones who create our destiny. We are the ones who open ourselves up to receiving, to knowing, to loving, to being open enough to be loved. And it's about knowing that you are never stuck. And sometimes it is only as simple as you make it. Sometimes you're in a place and that's okay but you don't need to continue that place. You don't need to perpetuate that place. 
You don't need to feed in and buy into that place as the place that you are in. You simply need to allow that place some space to sit, to be there, to be felt. And before you know it, it will leave you. And then if you watch closely enough, you'll see your mind want to go back to it because we are addicted to suffering. We are addicted to the stories. We are conditioned and brainwashed into believing that those things are who we are when really we are so much more than that. We are so much deeper than that. And really at the end of it all today, specifically for me, I wanted the ability to connect with the surroundings around me and I wanted to make the most out of this very beautiful and special day and really have presence I wanted everything that was holding me back from presence to be able to leave so that I could sit and record and show up the way that I needed to show up for myself first so that I could show up for everyone else, for the world. And that is really the crux and the notion of loving yourself and being able to receive love. It is that you know that if you are not showing up for yourself, if you are not aligned with who you are, then likely you are going to be attracting situations and people that don't have a lot to give you. You are going to be attracting situations and people who are not aligned with who you truly, truly are. It's going to feel dissonant. It's going to feel painful. But the more that you open yourself to the consciousness of realizing that you do not have to live in your pain, you do not have to live in your struggle, you do not have to identify with it, you do not have to believe what your mind wants to tell you, You are empowered. Sometimes we can't get through it alone and sometimes we call upon the God that we believe in and we feel disconnected and sometimes it means that you just call upon someone who you trust, who you love, you allow yourself to be loved, you allow yourself to be held, you allow yourself to be listened to and you open the space for someone to listen to you. You ask for it and you get surprised by all the love that is able to come to you when you ask. You cannot receive if you don't ask. You cannot receive if you do not believe that you are worthy of receiving or if you do not create the space to be receptive. And so sometimes it's about distracting your mind from the present that it's in. And Sometimes it's not a ritual of clearing your energy, protecting it, and deciding who you want to be, but simply going and talking to a friend who makes you laugh and allowing that energy to be what you connect with. And when you leave it, you leave with that sense of increase. But so much of the time we distract ourselves and we find reprieve from what's going on in our heads and we go right back to what's going on in our heads. It's about allowing yourself to not hold onto things that you don't need anymore and knowing that you have all the power you have all the ability to wake yourself up when you've been asleep and in your sleep stages in your unconsciousness there is so much to learn it is never wasted ever you are exactly where you need to be you are exactly who you are supposed to be you are powerful and worthy and able to awaken yourself into so much more than you have in front of you right now if you are able to just give yourself a little bit of space to let yourself breathe to be kind to your sleeping heart to take it out into the vast fields of light and let it breathe that is a quote that I have hung up in my room and it's a ode to allowing to being kind enough to let yourself feel. Think of it like 
you've been unconscious or you've been listening to the stories of your mind, you've just been asleep. You've been in a bad dream. And when you wake yourself up from that bad dream, you want to give yourself love the way that you would wake up a friend or a loved one or a child. You would touch them gently and you would speak to them softly and you would say, it's okay, it's time to wake up now. It's time to wake up now. And you would let them open their eyes and you would let them see the light of the world and digest it and let it come to them and get them out of bed and walk them to starting their day in a lovely and light way. And you would be there waiting for them to wake up and have enough energy to sit with you and join you in that world that you are alive and awake in. That's how you would treat a loved one in need. That's how you would treat a loved one that you're waking up, who you're taking care of. And that is how you should treat yourself. The love that you desire, the love that you hope to be given, that love starts with the love that you give yourself, the patience that you give yourself, the grace that you give yourself, the ability to let yourself be unaligned, be unconscious, be asleep, and then wake yourself up so beautifully, so slowly, so lightly and say, it's okay. You've been asleep, but now it's time to wake up. And I've been waiting for you to wake up. And now we can have fun together. Because remember, if you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then you don't have life. You have an act. So go and live your fucking life. I love you guys. I am so excited for all that's to come in the new year and all that I have to share with you. I'm like brimming with excitement in all that is being created right now. And I thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, let me know if you have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear in the new year, topics to cover, please reach out to me on one of the socials linked down below. As well in the episode description, I'm going to have the books that I talked about, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and The Untethered Soul by Michael J. Singer, as as well as some other books that cover some of these awakening concepts if you're curious and want to go and start that journey of reading and connecting and finding your awakening book if you haven't already and then I'm also going to have a link to episode 24 which was the guide to identifying limiting beliefs breaking patterns and creating a new self-concept I think it's a really really good juicy episode especially as it relates to what you want to become and who you want to be in this new year of opportunity that we have ahead of us. But before we get there, remember to slow down, to live, to give yourself patience, to allow yourself the space to reflect on all that you've created and all that you've done this year. And I am so, so excited to have this space of figuring shit out, empower your journey of figuring shit out and know that I'm figuring shit out just alongside all of you. Thank you for listening. I love you and I'll see you very, very soon. You got to look for the redeeming feature. You got to look for things to appreciate. You got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. No, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so lo- that connect that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is 
an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself. 